back again! Welcome to the Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Podcasters. I am one of your hosts, Matt Harney, joined by uh, David, Hi. David over there, uh, 13, that's, that's it, David. David 13, that's what it is. Yes. Still, yes. Getting, still getting used to the stage names, pull back the veil and the curtain a little bit, but... You know. we, we, got, we got to find you a stage name, let's call you Matt, 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 Matt. That'll be easy to sign. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine like signing that like on a fucking like on a you know like a legal document just like Matt Matt seeing... Matt 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 <laughs> Esquire <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> All right, David. Well, we are here to uh, do our Halloween episode. So if you're listening to this on Halloween, uh, we got this banged out for you right into the wire. Yeah, we had to change the schedule a little bit. We were originally going to do a uh, review of Dark Song this week, uh, but we had some schedule, um, you know, stuffery as sometimes happen, uh, and uh, we had to make a little change, which is which is fine because uh, we're doing a movie today. It's actually one of my and Matt's modern favorites of the horror genre. Oh yeah, fantastic! Uh, we are of course reviewing Terrifier. Yes, starring the awesome and. And not to get too politically, but very, very Trump-hating David Thornton. No, did not know that. Oh, oh, I follow him on Facebook. He's actually very, uh, he's actually, of course, talk, talk, those you know we're talking about, you'll we'll talk more about, but David Thornton actually plays Art the Clown, who is the, uh, you know, the face of the, the, the killer of this uh, of Terrifier. Right. Uh, and uh, he's, he's on Facebook, he's very active on Facebook, and oh dear. He really, 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 really hates Trump. So he's like a Michael Rappaport type. Yeah, kind of. No. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, good, good guy, though. Really, uh, really, really cool. Very um, open to his fans. Very pretty cool dude. So, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell us about Terrifier, David. Yeah, dude. So, uh, Terrifier is a 2016 American slasher film written, co-produced, mm-hmm. and directed by Damien Leone. Uh, Leone uh, is still relatively new to directing, actually, with only two other full-length feature films to his credit. Uh, 2015's Frankenstein vs. the Mummy, yeah. which I've never seen. Who could and, forget and, that and, classic? I mean, and, honestly. Quite, yep, and quite frankly, I'm not sure if I want to, but hey, everyone's got to start somewhere, I guess. Uh, and, uh, of course, the 2013 anthology film, All Hallows Eve. I, uh, no. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I do love a good uh, uh, horror anthology, like Creepshow, uh, uh, Trick or Treat. Uh, what else? There, there's there's many more. Uh, well, those, those are kind of the best ones I can think of, too. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I guess a Twilight Zone movie is one, too, but that's more known for the real-life deaths of three cast members as opposed to the film itself. No. So, yeah. How fun. We'll have to review that one at some point. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. But and it's funny you bring that up about anthology because this is a particularly important anthology film because the character of Art the Clown, who is the emphasis of the movie Terrifier, first appeared uh, well, he first got his first major role in All Hallows Eve. Now he first, now he first appeared in general in Leone's 2008 short film The Ninth Circle. Uh, he appeared again in uh, another short film that Leone directed a couple years later, uh, ironically also named Terrifier, uh, which was, I guess, kind of a precursor, maybe kind of a dry run uh, for what would become 
you know, the movie we're actually watching, and of course, All Hallows Eve, which, you know, came, I guess it's kind of a prequel, official prequel almost, to Terrifier. Yeah, so, these shorts were all incorporated into the 2013 anthology film All Hallows Eve, uh, which marked both Art's first feature film appearance and Damien Leone's feature directorial debut. I'm going to have to check that out personally, because that sounds fantastic. Uh, in 2015, Leon launched a campaign on the crowdfunding website Indiegogo to finance Terrifier, a feature-length spinoff of All Hallows Eve. After being notified of Indiegogo of the Indiegogo campaign, filmmaker Phil Falcone provided the necessary funds for the project in exchange for a producer credit. In the Ninth Circle, the short film Terrifier and All Hallows Eve art was played by Mike. G- Gianelli? Gianelli? Gianelli. Sorry. I, I struggled with that name over and over, and I still fucked it up. It's, it's very, very Italian. Uh, extremely. Uh, Paisan. Yeah. Uh, but in the feature film Terrifier, art was performed by the amazing and aforementioned David Howard Thornton. You know, and before we move on, on speaking of the, uh, you know, the point of Italian names, does the name Phil Falcone sound like a mobster name to you, too? Yeah, I believe there was a the mobster named Falcone or something like that. Uh, yeah, that, that was a Batman thinking of, but it just sounds like, you know, you know, he's like, hey, man, wanna, you know, I'll, I'll, find, I'll find your movie here, but, you know, I'm gonna have to whack you if you don't, uh, you know, give producer credit there, you know. Yeah, like you know, if, if the funds don't come back, uh, you might have to go for a little swim, man. Eh? Go swim, uh, you know, on the river there, uh, you know, with my just awful, just East Coast Italian accent. <laughs> hey! 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 Anyhow, so the cast, of course, as we already touched on like nine times already, the incomparable David Howard Thornton is Art the Clown. Uh, this film was actually Thornton's breakthrough. Uh, other than Terrifier, he's only had small parts in the popular DC Comics television show Gotham as an orderly, which means he was just an extra, really, uh, in 2017. And he also played the voice of Newt in two episodes of the 2019's children's cartoon show The Bravest Night. So, yes, Art the Clown played a car- character on a child's cartoon show. Perfect. Uh, great, right? <laughs> uh, really, though... You know, his career, what's kind of cool about this movie in general, is that, as you'll see, is that Thornton and a lot of his co-stars in this movie, their career is really just beginning. Uh, his, his portrayal of art in this film has already drawn comparisons to some of the great slasher icons of the 80s, and his fan base and the, and the demand for him on the convention scene has really blown up like crazy in the years since this film's release. Uh, so definitely, it's easy to say he's definitely the breakout star of this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, followed up by... Uh... Jenna Cannell, uh, she played Tara Hayes, and according to her IMDb, she's only been acting since 2010, but she's had a ton of credits to her name, including but not limited to the role of Nina Dunn in the 2011 television show Drop Dead Diva with car- uh, with comedian Margaret Cho. As- Angry, screaming Asian lady who I remember from when I was a kid, I remember her. Yeah, I can't believe she's still doing her thing. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As... As Jesse in the 2014 episode of a yeah blah, blah, blah. fuck I'm just kidding. As Jesse in a 2014 episode of very popular CW show The Vampire Diaries, and as Kim in the 2017 horror film The Bye Bye Man, opposite legendary legendary veteran horror and fantasy actor Doug Jones, who appeared in many award-winning Guillermo del Toro films, most notably as the Amphibian Man in the Oscar-winning The Shape of Water. Isn't that the one where people are having sex with, like, 
like frauds yeah, and it, shit. It, it, it's not it's not just bestiality. It's like cross species bestiality with little hint of uh, Lovecraft thrown in there. Uh, so I actually haven't seen it. I've heard it's good. Actually, I'm kind of I'm kind of behind on my Guillermo del Toro. I I haven't seen a full Hellboy movie yet. I haven't seen. Uh, this, you know, Shape of Water. I have not seen Pan's Labyrinth, so that's probably something I should get on eventually here because, you know, clearly all of his, lot of his work is very... Yeah, I mean, it sounds like fun very, for the very, whole very, family. Very, high regarded. Yeah. Yeah. And a little fun factor about Doug Jones. Uh, he also played Billy Butcherson in the 1993 Disney cult classic Hocus Pocus, uh, starring Bette Midler and a very young and, at the time, attractive... Sarah Jessica Parker. So he's the guy who uh, has his like mouth uh, sewn shut. For yeah, part of the yeah, movie. And it, yeah. And then he then he gets his mouth. Then later he gets a hold of a little a little knife and cuts his mouth open, and he just unloads on Bette Midler. Just just you know just it, as as far as they can push it in a G rated Disney movie. <laughs> it's great. It's probably kind of a favorite part of the whole movie, honestly. Love that. Other than Sarah Jessica Parker's boobs. Um. I like the part where they steal his shoes for being from California. But, uh... Oh, yes, yes. Other notable members of the Very Young Terrifier cast include Samantha Scafati? Scafitti. Scafitti. More Italians. I should have really worked on these fucking names. I'm sorry. You're not Italian. It's okay, man. I I only get these because I am, in fact, half Italian. We should just just dub uh, Spoo's saying the names. Speaking of court for our friend Steven Spacusa, who, other than my grandma, who's from Genoa, Italy, is probably the most Italian human being I know. The man has a pompadour. I'm just saying. Yes. He's very, 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 very Italian. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> as Victoria, Samantha Scafani, Scafiti, Scafiti, I said it. Yeah. As Vic, yay. As Victoria Hayes. Somewhere. Catherine Corcoran as Dawn. Corcoran also played Lauren in the 2013 trauma film Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1. Puya Mosini as the Cat Lady and Katie McGuire as Monica. She also played Sarah in Leone's All Hallows Eve film, which served as the springboard film which led us to today's film. And let's get into the story, David. Yes. So, Monica Brown, a talk show host, interviews a severely disfigured woman who is the sole figure of a massacre that took place the previous Halloween. Uh, Brown mentions that the body of the killer, known only as Art the Clown, uh, disappeared from the morgue, suggesting that he is still alive. However, the disfigured woman insists that she saw him die. After the show, Monica insults the woman's appearance, after which the woman attacks Monica and gouges out her eyes. And let me point out here that before, you know, when we're still this is all going on, we see actually Art in, in wherever the hell warehouse he's in, getting his makeup ready, filling a trash bag full of all his little weapons, and just kicking, just kicking the TV he's watching in, showing that this dude means business and he's ready to screw some people up. And boy, is it a fucking, a truly terrifying clown getup. Yes, yeah, it is. And that's, you know, uh, you know, that, that actually is what got me to watch this movie, is to be perfectly frank with you, Matt. I hadn't... I didn't hear anything about this movie before it came, you know, before I saw it on Netflix. I just saw it on Netflix. I saw the face, you know, Art the Clown, saw the Terrifier, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, little, uh, almost like a you know, little uh, uh, the title card, I guess, they have on Netflix. Right. 
And um, I'd heard, I'd seen the clown a um, little bit here and there in different forums on Facebook and whatnot. I hadn't really looked into it. Uh, but then I just said one night, you know, I saw this cool looking clown. I'm like, you know what? I'll check this movie out because this clown looked like honestly the scariest clown I probably have ever seen. Honestly, I mean, he could definitely, I mean, definitely scarier than it. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, I just gave it a shot, and oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Pennywise in no way. I, I mean, the the uh, the new version a little bit, but the old version. I'm sorry, that's just Tim Curry. I mean, I'm not scared of Tim Curry. I cannot be afraid of Tim Curry. Yeah, and that was my issue with the original. It, you know, other than you know, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong, it's great, and Tim Curry's great. But I could always tell it was Tim Curry. And it just yeah. you can't get. A, I mean, okay, as a kid, before I knew who Tim Curry was, and you know, my my stepbrother first showed me that movie, mm-hmm. I was terrified. Yeah. But then once you watch it as an adult, and you just go, "Well, this is kind of goofy," like. <laughs> Unless you read the book and then you know about like the child uh, orgies and all the other things, well, you go. You have to leave out of every version of the movie. Yeah, well, because uh, nobody wants to see that. No, well, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe Epstein okay. and like, you know. Nobody, nobody, no upstanding member of society wants to see that. <laughs> Save the children, hashtag. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah, you're up. Oh, we've already... Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, by the way, that uh, eye-gouging scene, fucking fantastic uh, effects. It is. It's it looks... really brutal. It is really brutal. Like, and that was kind of when I realized this movie was going to be a little bit different, you know, uh, because just, just just, the brutality of that and just, you know, the makeup of, uh, you know... Um, uh, of the other girl? The, the, yeah, the, the, the eye-gouger? Girl. Yeah, just, uh, it's... It's you know it was it was really like kind of rough to watch but it was awesome at the same time you know yeah all right on Halloween okay we open up now we are uh, we are we are we're starting our story uh, we open up on Halloween night two friends Tara and Don leave a Halloween party and drunkenly wander back to Don's car where they notice a strange man in a clown costume the man Art the clown follows them into a nearby pizzeria where uh, he kind of fucks with the uh, Tara the, uh, the the brunette. Uh, while the blonde girl, uh, Dawn, sort of uh, doesn't really perceive him as a threat, which, <laughs> you know, this is where suspension of disbelief a little bit, and one of the few times in this movie I think you need, uh, no fucking, even a drunk girl is going to be fucking terrified of that clown. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after a short time, the restaurant owner uh, roughly escorts uh, Art from the premises after he is found to have smeared his feces all over the bathroom wall, and I don't even know how you possibly smear that much feces, and there's none on the clown costume. Uh, maybe there's, yeah. like, a little brown on the backside area, but it was impressive. I mean, art is truly a professional, and uh, and art is uh, is not just a I name. Mean, yeah, he's it's truly not... a master. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. he is a master of fecal art. Yeah, a master of fecal graffiti, uh, as it were. Fecal graffiti. And I will say that the uh, you know when you see Art and that pizzeria just staring there creepily at our main at Tara and Dawn, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's the old David High School you know oh I don't actually don't have I can actually can't pick up any girls so I'll just stare at them thinking I'm attractive and actually just creep them out look so you know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway the game the, the game evolves with time yes the game it's a game of chance. <laughs> 
Uh, we uh, didn't uh, real quick. We didn't mention in that a uh, couple things that happened in that scene. I think of note, uh, which is one: the blonde girl uh, sitting on Art's lap and taking a selfie, where Art just doesn't move. Then uh-huh. Art gets up, uh, takes a quarter, and buys a ring out of this machine and puts it on Tara's finger, all before going to the bathroom to shit. It's just creepy stuff. It it, it doesn't really affect the story or anything, but it's just kind of like interesting stuff to me that happened in that scene. Uh, Don not acting like a normal person and Tara totally acting like a normal person. I don't know if that's something that was meant to be portrayed anyway. Well, it's interesting because it seems like as if Art knows something about Tara. Tara. Yeah, because he focuses in on her from the yeah. get, from the get. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you know, it's like it's this. Yeah, it's like you know, Don is just nothing. It's just a piece. Just you know, whatever. It's just garbage. Thing. He just doesn't even pay any attention. But Tara, though, is like there's something almost like he chosen her. You know what I mean? Or almost like, like a, a dog smelling fear. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She's um, she's she's shown her hand to him already with her eyes, and that you become the object. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, or something like that. Yeah. So uh, the girls discover that one of Don's car tires has been slashed, and Tara calls her sister Vicky to come back and pick them up. Uh, while waiting, Tara asks a pet control worker, Mike, if she can enter the derelict apartment building he's working in to use the restroom. Once inside, uh, Tara encounters a deluded woman, only credited as Cat Lady, uh, who believes the doll she carries is her infant doll. And let me tell you, she does a good job here. That she does a very, she very good job of playing a very creepy homeless woman. Yeah, uh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, maybe the best acting in the film. I mean, I agree. Other than yeah, other than art, than art. I mean, the girls are just screaming like that's and looking hot. And that's yeah, that, that's do. hardly acting. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so afterwards, Art returns to the pizzeria where he brutally, I mean, brutally, kills and mutilates the two workers before abducting Don. And actually in the scene, uh, one of the workers actually has his head turned into a jack-o'-lantern, which is very ironic because the recent Halloween sequel, aptly named Halloween, also had a very similar pumpkin-carved Halloween head. So... You wonder, uh, you know, a little ripping off there, a little, little, uh, I'd say homage before ripping off. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I mean, you know, as far as Halloween paying homage to Terrifier, not, you know, Terrifier came away before, you know, before Halloween. But I mean, but just I mean, still, still a pretty cool, brutal scene. By a, like a couple decades. I mean, who's counting? It's... No, no, no. I mean, uh, I mean, like, uh, Terrifier came out a couple years before the most recent Halloween. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, well, I don't even count that as a movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually not that bad. Uh, but we'll As that long as it's time. better than the zombies. I'm sorry, but I did not dig the... the that, that's not a conversation for now. Yeah, that, that's a whole... That's a whole maybe like this might be a five-part episode. Sometime. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about how much those movies piss me off. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, uh, Rob Zombie work is, uh, very divisive and polarizing, we'll say that. If he, if he can just stick to, uh, Lords of Salem and the, uh, Devil's Rejects, uh, trilogy, I'm, I'm really happy. Movie. I'm really happy with those. Yes. Okay, so, Tara soon encounters Art inside the apartment building. 
He pursues her through the indoor mechanics garage and stabs her with a scalpel like four or five times right in the Achilles, which she does not sell well enough. This is gripe number two that I have. Um, that girl should have been limping and dragging her leg. Whatever. It helps the story that she's able to move a little bit more. Nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. She tries okay. to alert Mike, but Art drugs, drugs her? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tara awakens, bound to a chair... And Art reveals that Don is hanging, suspended upside down from the ceiling. He forces Tara to watch as he takes a hacksaw, rusty, dirty-bladed hacksaw, and begins to saw Don in half. Uh, from, we're talking top to bottom. It is and fucking gruesome. I think we'll just pause here for a moment and just pay attention to this scene. But this is the scene right here that put the movie over the top for me. Uh, David does a really good job of verbalizing this scene, so I'm also let him take it away. Well, yeah, I mean, keep in mind, so he has this girl, he has her naked, except for her thong, up to down from what appears to be kind of like a sexual kind of torture device almost. Yeah, she's spread, then, she's legs are spread. He's spread eagle, yeah. And of course, he goes the extra, the extra mile of pulling her panties off and staring at her crotch, before starting to saw into her. And of course, you get every grind, every slash, you blood's dripping everywhere, pouring everywhere. It's it's a it's really brutal. it's a difficult scene. Uh, in just describing this to Jake, Jago tapped out. Uh, he was wanted no part of this episode. Yeah, and I, I understand why. But at the same time, you know, I personally, I've seen a lot of what's, you know, I mean, I've seen the hostile movies, you know, we've both seen, we've seen kind of Holocaust, we've seen all kinds of crazy we, We've seen, we, we've seen fucking, uh, crazy stuff. Antichrist. This one Antichrist, bro. Yes, we've, that, seen, that, we've that, seen The rusty seen scissors to the clitoris. The, 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 the jerking off with the bloody low, okay, anyway. <laughs> but yes, cannot, I cannot stress just how awesomely done this scene is. Yeah, I mean, the effects are unbelievable. You you don't even, like, most movies when something like this is happening, I'm trying to look for the CGI and, you know, like, how the CGI look. This, you, you're just so into fucking, like, shock as to what's happening. Uh, so anyway, uh, Tara escapes uh, getting her hand free uh, and, and running off just as Art uh, gets to her, her general area, uh, Art then grabs a, uh, handgun, uh, and shoots her, and, uh, shoots her to death after having to go and find himself some bullets, uh, it was kind of a, like, weird Yeah, I kind of shortchanged the actual tension of that scene. Yeah, I didn't bit. think that was necessary. Um, yeah. He then runs into the cat lady who witnessed the whole thing, oh no, sorry, he runs into her after... The, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. The cat lady witnesses this and begs Mike, the, uh, the pest control man, to call the police. Mike dismisses her as insane as anyone would, uh, but Art then knocks him unconscious on the stairwell and uh, destroys his cell phone with a hammer, even though his cell phone did happen to make a phone call to his boss. Uh, but then the, uh, you know, the hammer destroys the phone, the call is over. Uh, the cat lady discovers Art cradling her doll in the middle of a hallway. She pleads for the return of her child. She then tries to show him, uh, motherly love and compassion by cradling Art, uh, in a very, to me, like, unsettling scene. 
Yeah. Uh, and and there's there's some stuff to unpack in this right here. So I guess first we'll start out um, with you know the whole death of Tara scene. Um, it really was kind of a false finish almost because for a second there you thought she was going to pull it out and escape and be the last girl, but then this dude, he, he, in the only polarizing movie, this well probably the most polarizing moment of this film of the art character so far, he breaks slasher rule number one and shoots her. And now, like, and like the whole clip, and then another clip. The whole clip, and he and he mutilates her face, which we kind of come back to a little later on. Um, it's definitely a thing with mutilation of faces, which is a thing for art. And then we and then we go on down to the cat lady part and the whole baby thing and all that. And there's also a thing. Um, it's kind of a weird motherly kind of thing going on. Like maybe like. I don't know. I don't, don't want to. You know, I don't want to get too far ahead. So art has maybe, mommy issues. Yeah, some body issues relating to a motherly thing, or or you know, or it could be just him just fucking with her. You know what I mean? Maybe he just aren't. I mean, we, we also skipped over. We also missed it. That's my power. We, we skipped over our part here early, earlier. Uh, you know, where he's you know art having a gay old time this whole time. You know. When he saw Dawn and Half, he's just laughing it up, you know. I oh, believe he... there was also a scene earlier where he was around on a tripe, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, so all this chaos... He is definitely massacre, playing you know, like... up being a clown while doing this. He is not forgetting yeah. that he is a clown. He does not break yeah. does not break character. He is having an amazing time while just mutilating everything and stuff. You almost, it's great. You almost feel good for him. Yeah, you almost you're almost like you know I would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Vicky arrives to take Tara and Don home, uh, but is lured into the basement by Art. There, she discovers what she believes is an injured Tara, but is actually Art who has severely mutilated the cat lady and. No gold star warning here is wearing her scalp and breasts like a costume, um, and we get a whole little weird scene here. You know, where he's chasing her around like this, and it's it's creepy. I can't I can't understate how creepy this entire exchange here is with Art chasing her around. Which it appears he doesn't even have a penis or balls. It appears he's either asexual, he's either you know genderless, or he's tucking his schlong in. I don't know what it is, but. That's happening while he's wearing this woman's scalp and boobs like a costume. So yeah. 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 It's uh, it's something. It's something else, guys. Um. So anyway, uh, Mike's coworker finally arrives looking for him, uh, but is decapitated brutally by Art. Uh, Vicky escapes Art, uh, but Art stops to grieve upon, but uh, escapes Art, but she stops to grieve upon finding her sister's corpse. Art then attacks her with a makeshift cat o nine tails, just pulls that out of his butt, uh, and but but Mike arrives suddenly and knocks Art unconscious, uh, somehow sur- having su- survived the hammer beating from earlier. Uh, the two flee and call nine one one, but before they can escape, Art appears and kills Mike. Uh, Vicky retreats into a garage and Art rams through the uh, the door with a pickup truck. This man has no chill, uh, causing further injury to Vicky. As she lies helplessly, Art, and again, back to the face here, Art begins eating her face, 
and there's a wee little thing here where he starts sniffing her. Kind of like you were here saying earlier, he kind of smells something on her. He smells like he smells something in Tara. And it's interesting because they're related. You know what I mean? Yes. And he begins to eat her face. And then, of course, police arrive. Art looks annoyed as hell. He's like, okay, whatever. Let's him shoot him in the head, basically. And then, uh, you know, just that's it. Art, Art, Art the Clown shot in the head, you know, seemingly dead. I just want to take a minute to, to give a shout-out to Mike's co-worker. This poor son of a bitch. This poor son of a bitch is just at home. He's, he's fucking in his boxers. He's watching a fucking horror movie. It's it's late Halloween. He doesn't have to work in the morning. He's got a bowl of popcorn and a you know he's halfway through his six pack, and then Mike calls and fucking lures him to his goddamn death. Yeah, Justice. Tommy was about to go on porn too. Tommy was about to have a nice Pornhub evening, and what happens? Death, brutal death. Fucking Mike. Couldn't handle, it, couldn't handle Shit. the killer clown by himself. Just drop the ball. All right, I'm done victim blaming. Um, Art's body is then taken to a morgue, along with the bodies of his deceased victims. When the medical examiner unzips Art's body bag, Art reanimates, strangles him to death, er, and strangles him to death in a, uh, you know, that's classic, that's classic yeah. slasher movie moment. You, you love yeah. to see it. You love to see it. Uh, when uh, we flash forward one year later, Vicky is released from the hospital after rehabilitation from the injuries inflicted by Art. Uh, she is revealed to be severely disfigured, the, the, the severely disfigured woman from the film's opening scene. Yeah. Um, also, that was, she, got me. Shout out to her, because she also had nothing to do with this, and her sister lured her to her death. Yeah, a lot of well, that, not death, but movie. disfigurement. A lot of that going on in this movie. And speaking of faces, something I we did gloss over was, I'm not sure if you noticed this too, but throughout the film, Art's face does transform from to a very demonic, long-nosed, demonic-like creature. And uh, it's, you know, things like that, along with, of course, reanimating at the end. Uh, which leads you to think, you know, he's obviously he's not human. He's, there's something else to art going on that we're not quite sure what it is yet, but that's what's so... And, of course, the movie ends, you know, in that final scene you described, uh, so it kind of leaves us with more questions than answers. Uh, but I think that's part of what makes a cool slasher movie villain is that, you know, you end the film wanting more of him. Yes. You know, that's... Like, like the original Halloween, it ends with Michael is having disappeared, scary music, music Laurie Strode crying, Loomis looking daft. You know, it's like, what the hell's going on? You wanted more. You wanted to see more of Michael Myers. Well, in this case, we want to know more about Art the Clown. Yeah, well, that's that's the key. I mean, if you want him to come back, you gotta yeah. you got to entice him. Yeah, exactly. Give him, wait, have, leave him wanting more, so to speak. Uh, of course, um, so Terrifier, a uh, uh, little release note information here for you, uh, premiered at the Telluride Horror Show Film Festival in 2016. It was later screened at the Horror Channel Fright Fest on October 20th, 2017, and was subsequently picked up by Dread Central Presents and Epic Pictures for a very limited 2008 theatrical release. Uh, while not a big success at the box office, obviously due to the fact that it was in fact a very limited release, uh, the film built a huge cult following after being picked up by Netflix in 2018, uh, primarily due to word of mouth, which is 
you know, how I turned on to this movie and how I, you know, how you got me to watch it. many others turned on to the movie. It's, it's yeah, it just shows the power of Netflix in, uh, you know, in 28, you know, nowadays, because it really, I mean, this movie might have just gone, you know, by the wayside otherwise. I mean, it wasn't going to get a wide release just because of the subject matter um, and just, you know, what it is. But, you know, without net, you know, without Netflix, kind of, I'm not sure this movie would have really taken on the life it has. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it would have. Um, so, as far as critical reception, the film received mixed to positive reviews. Uh, on a re- review aggregator, on review aggregator, Rotten Tomatoes, I am sorry, I am not doing well with this. <laughs> Uh, Terrifier holds an approval rating of 64% based on 14 reviews on an average rating of 6.12 out of 10. While Thornton's portrayal and the special effects were all well received by critics, criticism of the film was directly mostly at the dialogue. I don't know. To me, the dialogue... Does the dialogue really matter here? Like, fuck. Does it ever matter in a fucking slasher movie? Acting, which should be somewhat campy in a fucking horror movie or a slasher movie that's part of the genre and a lack of character development of the protagonist i'll give you that yeah, um yeah i mean and, and, and i agree with that but at the same time you know i mean it's 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 a it's a by the book slasher it's not a by the book slasher we won't say that but it's definitely very very influenced um by the classic slasher films of the 80s and those movies you know on top of never really having any development for the human or victim characters they were also known for usually having very young, very bad actors. At least we forget the legendary Glazer from the uh, legendary The Burning uh, from 1980, which if you haven't seen that, Matt, I definitely recommend it just for to see this man's just, just lack of acting ability. It's great. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I was talking to her. Go, go, go watch the movie, and then uh, you'll know what that means. And, of course, anyone listening who's seen The Burning, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say, oh, I was talking to her. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so uh, Anton Vittel of the British Film Institute uh, described the film as a substance-free thrill and kill ride, which openly advertises the sheer senselessness and gratuity of all of its on-screen cat-and-mouse deaths by numbers and unapologetically pure genre entry, confronting and amusing us with all the sinister masked vicariousness of the Halloween spirits. Uh, Cody Hammond of Arrow in the Head awarded the film a score of 8 out of 10, calling it a very simple film, providing 84 minutes of stalking and slashing that occurs largely within the confines of one location. Uh, Leon, Leon directs the hell, the hell of that simple scenario, though milking though milking every possible bit of tension from each moment. It's a thrilling, brutal, gory 80s throwback that he highly recommended checking out, especially if you have a fondness for the same decade of films that this movie obviously holds in high regard, which we clearly do. <laughs> Fucking A. All right. Uh, the film was not without its attractors, though. Am I... <laughs> Amiana Bartley? of filminquiry.com why does everybody gotta have some fucked up names in this episode I don't know I swear to god everybody I'm gonna get better with names as we get going alright I promise Uh, of inquiry.com felt that the film script lacked both clear protagonists and depth and wrote that Art the Clown has potential to be a formidable gruesome franchise horror character 
He just needs some more seasoning, and I think that's a fair assumption. Okay. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, seasoning cultivation. Felix Vasquez Jr. of the Cinema Crazed called of Cinema Crazed called it fairly mediocre slasher fare, stating that the film lacked any creativity ten- and tension, which uh, bullshit. Um, also yeah, criticizing the film's storyline. Uh, somebody has a stick up their ass. Vasquez concluded his review by stating, as a film terrifier aims high, but feels like a very disposable party favor you'll have forgotten once the credits roll. Not true. I've seen it four times. How am I going to... Pre- Dude, what do you mean creativity? The guy, no, this, guy's got a, this guy's got a huge stick up his ass. He's I, fucking... I have seen many, many, many gory slasher and torture porn movies with a hostile elk. And I have never seen a scene as well drawn out and done as the crotch hacksaw scene from this movie. It's unforgettable. That alone makes this memorable. But, you know, that's how it goes, though. You know, slasher movies historically have never really received the respect that they deserve. Really, 64% Rotten Tomatoes is actually pretty good for a slasher film, let's be honest. I just want to say, uh, you remember that uh, South Park where Stan's dad is, uh, or Kyle, is it Stan's dad? Is smelling his own farts, they moved to San Francisco? Oh, Kyle's dad. Kyle's dad, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Felix Vasquez Jr. He, he yeah. This guy likes, in, he doesn't have a cold beer at the end of his shift or uh, when he finishes his his uh, his article. Nah, he just fucking farts into a nice brandy fucking swifter. Just, just and just he whips it. You know, just whips it. <sighs> they, they, they watch Sex in the City and goes to sleep. Uh, after uh, autoerotic asphyxiation, masturbation. Yes. Okay. It's all that. that. That's his nightly routine, apparently. All right. Uh, now that we got that out of the way, uh, yeah. as far as accolades go, uh, the film received three Fangoria Chainsaw Award nominations. Yay! Uh, best limited release. Best Supporting Actor for Thornton, well-deserved. And Best Makeup Effects for Leon, again, well-deserved. So wait, wait, wait. They called Art the Clown the supporting actor? He's not the star of the movie? Yeah, and you're right. I do agree that really he really was the star. Who else would you call the star? Tara? She dies halfway through the thing. Yeah, you're right about that. And I guess, um, I mean, I believe Tara, the actress who plays Tara, does get top billing in the film. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I mean, she she was hot, and that was kind of it. I okay. mean, yeah. she, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the game for Just she was attractive. Well, there we go. I'm there not even. Go. I'm not uh, even mad. You know, so, I mean, I mean, not not trying to be disrespectful or anything like that, but I mean, I've seen, you know, we've both seen great horror movie actresses, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, you know. Uh, uh, I forget her name. I think it was Sally Burns. Was her last name? Or uh, from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? Uh, uh, toy space in her name. Right I was now. just say I'm bad with the actresses, like the, the the actual. But yeah, I mean, there's no way she. And Sarah, uh, fuck. Jamie Lee Curtis, like that is that that that's the person that deserves a top billing. Yeah, this girl. Oh, that who the fuck? Yeah, Nev Campbell. There you go. Fucking, uh, anyway. You know, so opinion time here, and this is a question, um, that's actually been kind of growing, you know, there's actually some, gro- this is just, this is just me throwing out, 
you know, David's just, you know, random question. This is actually something that's been growing on the internet for a while here. Uh, would you say that Art the Clown uh, is possibly the best original slasher film killer since Ghostface, of course, uh, from Scream, uh, you know, of Scream fame? And, of course, we use, you know, Ghostface because really, I guess you can kind of consider slasher films kind of broken up, you know, before Scream and after Scream in some ways. You know, everything before Scream was kind of, you know... It was more, um, you know, straightforward, whereas everything that came after kind of opened up to self-parody and kind of more tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff. Um, and Ghostface kind of opened up that realm where you could be kind of, you know, parody, but still, you know, very, very scary. So that's why he's kind of that kind of middle ground. But anyway, back to the question. What do you think? Uh, I, 100%. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to even think of another character um, in, in that time. Uh, that would even like count like. No, I mean you know you have the original golden era. Of, you know you have the, you know be of eighties, early nineties, I guess maybe to like, I mean, you know I guess it kind of starts with with um, you know maybe you can say it starts with Black Christmas. Uh, I'd say it probably starts uh, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course, you get Leatherface. It's, it's obviously here. No evil, see no evil. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, aka the Red Big Red Machine, Kane. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm not sure if he is quite as memorable. <laughs> no, you know I, mean? I don't think he is at all. Uh, just like Bill Goldberg and Santa's sleigh. No, um, it's not. It's but I mean, black. like honestly, what's another like character slasher character between Ghostface and Art the Clown that you can even name off the top of your head right now that is like an actual like slasher icon style killer? Not really. I mean. I want to say maybe, well, no. I mean, the thing that came closest to it maybe was the Fisherman from uh, I know what you did last summer, but I feel like they never really he never. Yeah, but that almost that that's really linear with that that's linear with you Ghostface. Know? Yeah, that, I agree. It, it's kind of it's kind of the same you know, the same kind of thing. It's just an extension and not done really as well as as. Uh, it's a ripoff. Was. It's a literal ripoff. Yeah, and let's face it, those movies were more, uh, they, they, I know we did last time, movies were more about, you know, the very popular and attractive teenage cast. Uh, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt was at the peak of her just maximum hotness at that time. Right. It was about her, and it was about Freddie Prince Jr. and, you know, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. It wasn't, you know, the, the killer was, you know, you know who the killer was until the last five minutes of the film. You know, it was primarily just... Oh, dude, the dude with the hook could be this guy, could be that guy. No cares. It's this guy with the hook. We were, we were staring Jennifer Love Hewitt's boobs. Oh, yeah, I was. That's what I was there for. But it seems like in between that, it was more zombies. It yeah. was vampires and that built remakes. bullshit. Uh, more the remakes. More zombies remakes. So really, there's not. I mean, there's nothing between Ghostface and Art the Clown. So I think the question is, it answers itself. I mean, okay, here's one thing. I mean, and it's kind of, a, I guess, it's up for debate, maybe. Um, I mean, you have the Firefly clan from uh, the Devil's Rejects. Didn't you say the slasher, though? They're, 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 I mean... And that's and that's why, that's why I question it, is because I'm not really sure if you really... If you count them, then you got to count Jigsaw. That's true. And, 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 that's, and I don't really consider really either of those really to be slasher films. I guess as far as just iconic horror... Maybe they kind of rank in there, but although as as... does Texas Chainsaw count as a slasher? Because I mean, Texas Chainsaw and and House of a Thousand Corpses are kindred spirits, honestly. 
That's true. Um, I mean, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was kind of a proto, one of the proto slashers, I guess. Um, but, uh, but you know, as far as uh, I'm, I'm definitely not considered Saw is definitely the torture porn genre. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Devil's Rejects. I mean. Oh, Ghost. That was the other thing that came in that time frame in between those two movies. It was it was zombies. It was fucking torture porn, and it was ghosts. Yes. And that's what we've been getting. Uh, and there's not. I mean, slashers have been relegated to the B movie, and uh, you know you're never gonna get a B movie slasher over like that in this this yeah. day and age. Well, yeah. I mean, the best slasher movies. I mean, honestly, the best original slasher movies that weren't just you know remakes you know there's a time there we had a million remakes coming out i felt like but the best new slasher movies really have been straight to dvd probably for the last 10 15 years it feels like netflix netflix fair that people see a fucking 2.0 rating and they don't even they just pass it up yeah very true uh and this that could have very easily happened to terrifier without the uh the proper thumbnail absolutely all right Oh, sorry, we were all into the discussion and I lost where I was at. That was a great question, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, that that was a good, like, six minutes of conversation. Uh, Feature, or future, boom. Good news, Terrifier 2, it is coming. Leone and Thornton are returning. The film was in production and was about to be wrapped up before COVID-19 shut down the entire thing in spring 2020. It was supposed to be released in time for Halloween 2020, which would have to mean it would be released uh, in 20 minutes. Yes. Uh, as we are recording. Uh, but as, as of now, it's been pushed back to likely 2021, which, uh, you know, don't rush it. I'll make that thing yeah. perfect. No, uh, and if you haven't checked it out already, um, you know, go online. There actually is a teaser trailer online. And uh, uh, that they were able to get out there before everything got shut down. And it doesn't give away a whole lot, but it definitely, you know, they got a bigger budget for this one. They got some better effects, better effect budget for this one. And, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be possibly even more violent and probably give us some more answers about art that we were kind of left with, you know, as far as questions goes regarding his origin and his psyche after the first film. So really looking forward to it. I just hope they don't go too hard, or you know, take take a hard turn into torture porn, which I yeah. could see this doing. Yeah, yeah, I could. I know, I know what you mean. It, there's there's a thin line between suspense slasher with some really violent shit and just going full on just gross for the sake, of, like go going human centipede. Yes, you know, exactly. Where it's just gross for the sake of gross. Right, and that's yeah, that's where you lose me. Um, yeah. All right, uh, our final thoughts uh, on the movie for me. Uh, this is my... I didn't even realize this came out in 2016. It felt like it yeah. just came out. It's, yeah. It sits so fresh. It's it's one of my top like five favorite movies that's come out in the last ten years, and I'm not talking about horror. I'm talking about movies. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's actually awesome. Yeah, it's, it's that good. I, I was actually really bummed the other night when I went to look for it, and it wasn't on Netflix. David luckily told, uh, informed me it was on Tubi, so with a few commercials, which I can deal with, I was able to watch the movie again, and uh, I, I've, for me, it's a 5 out of 5 uh, on the on the Matto meter. 
the metal meter. The metal uh, meter. You know, and, and, and for a moment there, so I say, if you're looking for the best horror collection of any online streaming service right now, I definitely uh, propose, I definitely encourage Tubi. It's free, and they have, you know, I think it's better than Shudder's lineup. It's definitely better than Netflix. You know, if you're looking for violent, you know, exploitative horror and stuff that you never find on Netflix, check out Tubi. It's free. Why not? Um, and as far as my rating, uh you know, I'm going to give it as close to perfect as I can. You know, I consider a perfect horror movie, you know, being the cinema snob that I am, uh, to be like The Exorcist or like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are perfect horror movies. I give this a 4.75. And that's nothing against, you know, it's nothing against anyone's performance. Well, kind of. Some of the acting is, let's say, it's questionable. It's a slasher movie. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, it, it's great. That's why, it's, that's why you know, I didn't like down... You say, it's one of my favorite. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I was cutting you off. Oh, oh, I was gonna say that's why. Okay. I, that's I was why. Saying it's... Ah, we're fucking doing this. This is what happens when you have to record over the internet, people. It happens. David, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so you know, it's it's definitely one of my favorite horror movies of the past. Heck, the best original of the past 15 years. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is it's it's slash it is a slasher movie. You know, it is a very creative and original slasher movie, but let's not try to act like the acting or, you know, it, or the, you know, maybe the story is anything out of the ordinary. You know, it obviously isn't going to hold up to, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, Perkins and Psycho. It's not going to hold up to, uh, you know, any of the performances in Jaws, Linda Blair and Exorcist. It's not that, and it's fine, you know. But as far as being a perfect score for me, a perfect five-star, I, I kind of personally keep that for like you know the golden you know the the, the golden david so to speak <laughs> of war right. films you know that goes to like alien that goes to jaws well, that goes to the exorcist see for you know, me for me i take the Meltzer approach mm-hmm. and uh those movies get a six star uh and that, they that's only if they uh, are are uh, filmed in japan <laughs> at, at, the, at the tokyo dome with uh, kenza kabashi watching on <laughs> yes yes <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't know what we're gonna do next. I don't know if it's gonna be dark song, um, and what's coming after that. But uh, David, uh, since it's Halloween, uh, give somebody a deep cut uh, recommendation. Deep cut recommendation. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna make it. You know, it's not not super difficult. It's something that a lot. A lot of hardcore horror fans have probably seen, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and recommend uh, Demons. Demons, there we go. Uh, it's 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 a classic Italian horror flick uh, from I believe it was the I believe it was like the mid '80s I want to say. Very awesome uh, '80s metal soundtrack, which you know I'm I'm very much into. Motley Crue um, and Accept appear in that. Uh, it's very violent, almost kind of very Evil Dead. It's like, imagine like a, an Italian Evil Dead that takes place in a in a cinema, in, a, in a, it, you know, in a cinema. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely worthwhile. Definitely recommend it. Like I said, it's one of the movies that if you're you know people who are really like obsessed with horror movies and go to sleep watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre like me, uh, you've probably seen it or heard of it at least. If not, definitely go check it out. It's definitely worth the time. All right. As a buyer. I'm I'm going to say uh, Blood Diner, 1987. It's a horror comedy. 
I I was telling David about this one the other day, and David, like, I can't even... I, I gave you very little to work with, uh, but I can't even begin to describe... Uh, basically, it's these two cannibalistic brothers are uh, killing young women to try and uh, revive an Egyptian goddess uh, with the help of their dead uncle's brain. Oh. Um, uh, there's just... I mean, there's tits, and there's every single fucking 80... Or every single slasher and 80s horror movie trope you can imagine jammed into one movie. Like I said, David, it is... It, it has David's new favorite movie written all over it. It sounds very similar, um, almost maybe derivative of the Herschel Gordon Lewis um, a slatter, um, splatter masterpiece, uh, Blood Feast. Uh, actually, there is a blood. There's a blood buffet, I believe, is what they keep talking about. So they might be spoofing that even. Hmm, interesting. I'll, I'll, I will definitely check that out then. Yeah, that's on Hulu. Uh, for those of you who have it. Uh, I heard about it through the podcast Doug Loves Movies, and I saw it was on Hulu. Gave it a watch, and it's batshit insane. It is fucking... It's got the same uh, humor as a uh, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, mm. you, you remember that one? The, the one that's a real goofy... Yeah, the, the real goofy... That's my favorite of the Living Dead franchise, honestly. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The music, the performances, Linnea Quigley's boobs. It's awesome. Exactly, exactly that. I mean, this movie has a wrestling match where uh, one of the main characters wrestles uh, a man that is a very uh, chiseled, blonde-haired Hitler. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to give away anything else, but definitely watch that movie. I know I'm gushing over it. This is now our longest episode, but we are going to go ahead and sign off now. Uh, I, I assume we'll have another episode for you in a couple days or, you know, somewhere in the next week. So, uh, David, any last yeah. thoughts? Anything you'd like to say? Nope. Enjoy your Halloween. Uh, don't saw anybody down the crotch with a hacksaw. If you do, make sure you use um, proper plastic um, protection. Yeah. To, um, uh, blood stain off your nice little uh, tile floor. See American Psycho for reference. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's always good. All right. Uh, this has been Matt and David. Uh, we are the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed-up podcasters. Find us on the Recluse Podcast Network uh, podcast feed, and uh, we will uh, and YouTube page actually. Uh, the the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed-up podcasters. All right, guys. Bye. Bye bye.